What's up, everyone, and welcome to Raised a Geek, your destination for the biggest geek news and reactions in movies, TV, comics, and gaming. This week, we talk about the first three episodes of the Book of Boba Fett, and by we, I mean Chris. And Don. Let's go. And we are back. Thank you for checking out another episode of Raised a Geek coming to you live from the COVID Coliseum that is Texas. I am Chris. And as always, from the mean streets of Chicago, I'm here with my buddy, Don. How are we doing, man? Chris, what is up today, my friend? Yes, mean streets is true. Good thing I live in a quiet suburb because those streets be being mean. But uh, I'm okay. COVID Coliseum, I like that yeah that's that's not the whole country at the the moment but yeah i get it 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 is but my world has been covid (laughs) everywhere like it's it's run rampant through my work everyone Mm. i know has either come down with it i've been exposed to it probably like 15 times in the past like three weeks so it's just one of those things where i'm like all right i'm gonna stay home today join the club my friend join the club yeah I'm sure it's been it's so far I've been in my bubble and like everyone's kind of been okay and it's just been you know oh so and so has it now it's just everybody and I met one friend and she was so embarrassed to catch it over Christmas she was like it's so embarrassing to get COVID now (laughs) I was like I don't think you need to worry about that it's not embarrassing it's the world we're all we're all just doing our best man we're doing our best yeah that's all we could do so I either have it or or you don't or i'm a superhero yeah oh you might have that superhero blood in you maybe maybe yeah that'd be cool maybe 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 well don this week you made my uh week and ruined it you ruined my life this week you made it because you sent me a text that said justified's coming back oh yeah series and that was just like the best news i could have gotten yesterday at all that was amazing that's gonna be awesome we've been hearing about that um that it could happen maybe it's gonna happen but it uh is a reality that justified will be back one of my favorite shows of the past decade i know you love it too it's a damn good show dude i love that really i just rewatched like all six seasons i think it was Um, yeah last year i think we watched all of them and yeah it's just still such a good show and it's it's just one of the best shows ever right and the fact that it's coming back i usually don't care for these revivals usually they always end up being a bust but i mean a justified revival can't be a bust right timothy Allison, no, because, he didn't sign honestly because when that when that show ended i wasn't ready for it to be over yet so like it being back and it's only been you know not that long it's been a few years so i'm not even going to think of it as a revival i'm just like oh this is just the next season of justified great it's been they took like a three-year or four-year break let's let's get back into it might not have Walter Goggins. Goggins. Yeah. And he's fantastic on that show. He's kind of, he was always like kind of the Joker to Raylan's Batman. They had yeah. that kind of relationship. Uh, so it would be fantastic if he came back. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. It might be like a new fresh story. They want to go with that character again. But uh, I'd be cool with that. They ended his story so perfectly in the first run. I would hate for them to undo that ending because it was a great ending for that yeah character and the story and stuff so i'd like to i'm all for more but you don't need to go back and undo the past um so as much as i love walton goggins i'm i could i'd be okay if he passed this one up sure but don you ruined my life because you said last weekend hey why don't we download this game called warframe it's free and we can just check it out it's multiplayer and we'll play some warframe and see what it's about and i haven't been able to stop all week long (laughs) You haven't. You're obsessed. I'm You're obsessed. obsessed. <laughs> I just got the trophy for putting in over 10 hours into the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's funny. It's man, it's been fun. It's it's like a free, like you said, a free game. So when you hear something's a free game, you don't know what to expect. Ah, uh, this could just be like a little some kind of little filler game that some company made just to just to get people to play because it's free. But for being a free game, man, it's very detailed and complicated and and like deep. It, it like reminds me of a kind of a destiny style halo ish kind of space 
game where you have to do a bunch of modifications and there's a lot of RPG style elements and fighting. And it's, uh, it's for a free game man. it's super intricate, I would say. Yeah. And you left off the best part. It's What's about space ninjas. You're a space sure. ninja. Can anything about space ninjas be bad? Right. No, those so. two those two words together mean pretty awesome, I would say. Yeah. Uh, so I'm falling head into, I have no idea what I'm doing, no idea how it's working, but I can't stop playing it. So the gameplay is just so much fun that I just want to keep playing it. And I'm a little nervous that I'm going to fall into a hole and yeah, man. never come out. We just like games where we can play together on the same screen and shoot aliens. So it's fun for us in that way. Yeah, it is fun. And we get beaten sticks in this one. So, you know, I thank you for telling me to download it. But then at the same time, I'm very nervous as to what you unlocked the beast within. Well, you're very welcome, my friend. You are very welcome. I have a very addictive personality. There you go. Well, I did you a favor. Yeah. Or, or cursed you i don't know whichever way you want to look at it whichever way we want to look at it but we are not here to talk about warframe we are not here to talk about justified even though we just did and i loved it we are here to talk about star wars and specifically the book of boba fett and if you want to mm-hmm. hear more about those other things make sure you like subscribe and follow this podcast on all podcasts and social media services we are everywhere so make sure you hit us up over on twitter at raised a geek and if you want to join in on the conversation in a little bit more long form feel free to shoot us an email over at raised a geek at gmail.com we are always out there looking for more people to join into the conversations so make sure you are one of them one of us one of us blood for cream blood for <laughs> cream old simpsons oh. uh, references for those out there who know okay old simpsons i think we just aged ourselves right there quoting the simpsons we do that all the time it's okay that's enough that's our brand aging ourselves yeah it's true it's true it's okay I'm not, I am okay with that. Well, Don, we had one little piece of news that actually broke today. And for all of you out there listening now, it's already happened into the world. So I hope it was worth it for everybody um, to happen. But we did find out that Marvel tweeted out, uh, I think today. Yes, it was today. Today, which is Saturday, that there will be a Moon Knight trailer coming out some point Monday during the NFL wildcard game between what, Arizona and... Arizona Cardinals and Rams. LA Rams. We just said things that sound completely foreign to people who don't watch football. Yeah. It's funny that uh, they did say that that trailer is coming out during the game. It's kind of like an old Super Bowl trick to like, oh, you hear, hear a new movie trailer is going to come out. So like you'll get people who wouldn't normally watch the Super Bowl. Maybe they want to watch be like, oh, when's the Mission Impossible trailer going to be during this? When's Top Gun airing? Now you like got all these Marvel fanboys who are like, I got to watch an NFL game to get this Moon Knight trailer. Even though in like today's world, that thing will be all over the Internet five seconds seconds, five seconds after it airs but like if you want to see it on your tv when the first time it's being shown you're they're going to be sitting there watching this what is this football who is this uh i mean i'm making fun of people who don't like football and that um, that makes me a bully so i'm sorry (laughs) but uh i I, I warned everyone you were from the mean streets yeah man i i i'm watching these football games anyway we we like football as well as all our nerdy stuff so i'm going to be watching the game anyway so it's going to be fun to see this little moon night trailer pop up um i'm actually really excited for that show um i kind of liked what i saw just from this little little mini teaser of the trailer so when the trailer drops i should be even more excited you know yeah absolutely give us a full trailer from moon knight moon knight is a it looks like it's going to end up being the next disney plus mcu show we thought it was gonna be miss marvel but it looks like miss marvel is doing some reshoots or they're pushing that one to the summer so now we got moon knight looks like it's coming out i think the rumored dates are what may or March. No, I saw end of March. End of March. So. Um, this is the show that stars Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke. It is about a uh, former U.S. Marine struggling with disassociative identity disorder or for the layman's multiple personality is. Uh, and he's granted the powers of an Egyptian moon god. But he soon finds out that these newfound powers can be both a blessing and a curse to his troubled life. So we have a man with issues that now became a superhero um, supposed to be one of the really darker more monstrous uh, like universes bringing in the monsters into the mcu um so i mean sounds cool to me man 
Yeah, I'm a little familiar with Moon Knight. Uh, he's 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 a badass man in the comic books. He's he's a dark kind of a darker hero, like you said. Even though you might not know that from his costume because he wears all white, like his costume's completely white. So that kind of seems like a uh, a guy who wouldn't be operating at night wearing all white. But anyway, right. um, yeah, man, the Fist of Conchu. He was granted powers by an Egyptian god and kind of does the bidding of him and. He's one of these uh, anti-hero types, so it could be a little darker show. We're actually going to have to see how dark Disney Plus is actually going to go with something. Because some of these little scenes we've seen, you know, we see him like brutalize, like brutally punching a guy on the ground. Like, okay, how far is Disney Plus going to kind of go with these? Because they've tended to be more family oriented. I know some of the MCU shows have featured their fair share of violence, but how violent are we actually ever going to get with one? So that'll be interesting to see. But um, I like Oscar Isaac and most things he does. Ethan Hawke is a fun name to be thrown in there. Still like an unspecified role for him. Uh, People think he's going to be the villain of that show. We still don't know, but yeah, man, can't wait for this trailer on Monday. Yeah. All it said about his character, uh, was that he is set to be inspired by David Koresh, who was the right, cult like a leader cult. for Waco. Yeah, so it might be a little cult leader kind of a vibe going on there. It's going to be interesting. We will see. Yeah, so I'm super excited. You guys listening out there now have already seen it. So let us know what you thought about it. I'm sure we'll have more information or more thoughts on it here next week. But we're super pumped for the next installment of the MCU. Yep. But Don, that's not what's airing on uh, Disney Plus right now. What's airing on Disney Plus right now is the book of Boba Fett after a good, pretty much an entire year of running MCU shows on Disney Plus. Disney is getting back to Star Wars, the show that brought the streaming platform to the table with The Mandalorian. And they did two seasons of The Mandalorian. And now we're getting the spinoff book of Boba Fett that Jon Favreau has been working on. As he's become the godfather of not only the MCU, but also Star Wars now. Yeah, him and uh, Robert Rodriguez doing a lot of the directing of these. Mm -hmm. And um, we last saw Boba Fett at the end of Mandalorian season two. He kind of jumped in as a surprise character who'd been stalking um, the Mandalorian main character throughout towards the end of season two. Then it was revealed that it was Boba Fett. You know, Star Wars fans lost their minds. It was a really cool moment. Um, he, you know, got his iconic armor back and kind of joined the group there and was traveling along with them. And at the end, I think the post credit scene of the finale of season two was him regaining or not even regaining, but gaining the throne of his former um, master job of the hut. Mm-hmm. And that showed him sitting on that throne along with um, Fennec. Who, who joined up with him because he kind of saved her life. So they kind of joined forces. So that was the like end of Mandalorian and got everybody all excited. And it said Boba Fett will return in the book of Boba Fett. And everyone's like, Oh, awesome. Finally, Boba Fett has his own platform and his own show, a character people have um, always liked from back in the early, early, early days of star Wars. So yeah, that I was excited by that myself. Yeah, and Disney uh, even has a documentary up now. It's like 23 minutes. It's just talking about the unexpected, just like love for that character. Mm -hmm. And where, you know, for a character that's only gotten six minutes of screen time across the original trilogy and technically died in Return of the Jedi, in the beginning of Return of the Jedi, he kind of over the past 30 or 40 years has really become a fan favorite and really took to pop culture by storm a little bit. So it's definitely kind of fun to see how those little things always shape out in that way, where something that they weren't expecting to blow up kind of just took over pop culture and the star Wars fandom. And I know he's been just running rampant for years and years and books and games and uh, comics and everything, but this is a cool first platform for him to be able to get his own show. So it's definitely a, a fun, a fun little, uh, a little thing. Yeah, man, I had to, I did watch that um little little special you're talking about the 22 thing about because i wanted to remind myself a little bit more about boba fett it's been a minute since i've seen those old old movies yeah and it was kind of interesting the the path he's traveled to stardom i guess like you said he's a lesser known seemed like he would be a lesser known character in normal circumstances but people are just drawn to him i think it kind of started where um before i think was his first appearance empire strikes back because he wasn't 
yeah first appearance empire strikes back and i guess before that movie there was like some parade now this is like back in the 70s 80s you got to remember so things were weird back then there was some parade somewhere star wars parade <laughs> and they had uh somebody dressed in the darth vader costume walking so everybody loves darth vader all these kids are cheering and everything and they decided you know george lucas designed um the boba fett outfit and the, the look and the character before that movie came out so we've never seen him in a in a movie or anything and you just have this character walking in the parade next to darth vader wearing that outfit and they said people were like who is that he looks so cool like what is going on and people were like wow this new interesting looking i didn't see him in the first movie what is he so all this hype was around boba fett even before he ever wow. debuted in a movie uh, and then just people liked seeing him in the background doing stuff and kind of just being mysterious and and kind of a guy in the shadows just doing the dirty work. So yeah. with a rocket launcher on his back. Exactly. So I think just like his design and look was a thing people love to start. And that's kind of where it all began for him. So Boba Fett is a thing. And now he has his own show and he's an even bigger thing. But Don, let's start with our star Wars fandom. Cause I'm curious and at least to help bring the listeners up to speed on how this conversation is probably going to go. Mm -hmm. Where do you fall in with star Wars? Just a brief, yeah. brief history of how your experience with the series. Okay. Anybody who listens to the show knows we like our nerd stuff and you ask most people who like these things and they will tell you star wars is like super super high on their list of things they love and you know along with comic books and video games and marvel and dc and all that stuff you got it. they always star wars always seems to be ranked pretty high for me it's kind of just more of a casual um enjoyment of just the franchise in general it's never truly grabbed me in any kind of profound way i would say um, I know as a kid, I saw all the movies, but I wasn't one of these kids who was just like Star Wars and I had to have the toys and the the um, lightsaber stuff. And like, I, I mean, I always thought Darth Vader was cool and Luke Skywalker. I liked him, but it just wasn't something there. You, there's people out there who just love everything about it and know all the planets and all the characters and all the races of people. And they can tell you what happened in um every single movie and can recite the whole thing i've just never been that guy i think it's a cool world i like you know space adventure type stuff but i mean i think i've seen the three prequels once each and like the even these last three maybe once each i mean and i liked uh what was the one that kind of was its own thing um rogue one Yes, Rogue One. I liked that movie a lot. I thought that was really good. It might actually be my favorite one of the newest movies. But um, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm pretty solid in saying it's just a casual fan thing. So anybody coming here for like an authoritative view and expertise on Star Wars, you're listening to the wrong podcast. Um, <clears throat> I do like it, but I'm in no way going to call myself an expert. So yeah, that's kind of where I fall with it. Really liked The Mandalorian, so I definitely knew I wanted to watch this show. But uh, that's where I kind of am on it. How about you, man? What's your what's your Star Wars love? What explain your Star Wars story to me, as well, if I was a baby? As you were a baby, oh, baby, done needs to know. The uh, my thing is from when I was a kid, I loved the original. I watched that all the time as a kid. And then when I got a little older, I watched Return of the Jedi. I can't even tell you how many times I've seen those two movies. Empire was too dark for me as a kid. And that one, I never, I'd watch it, but I never felt it. Like, you know, watching it now as an adult, that's the easiest one and the best one for me to watch. But as a kid, it was all about the original one. I used to stand up and salute at the end when they got their medals. <laughs> I loved the Rancor killing the little dudes and, you know, just Jabba, just all of that stuff for Return of the Jedi when I was a kid. Loved all of those. Super pumped for the prequels. I remember seeing all those in theaters. And I mean, at the time, enjoying all of them. I remember being super pumped for uh, Phantom Menace and then having our buddy Pete ruin it for us because he went to a midnight show. And the day before it came out, he started yelling about how the movie ended down the halls of our high school. And we were like, come on, man, like spoilers, Peter spoilers, man. He went to a midnight show. We were like, we didn't even have a chance to see it yet unless you went to that midnight show. And he was just like, man, it was so cool when Darth Maul died. And we're like, dude. <laughs> so he, Peter was like the original Twitter, just yeah. like 
spoiling movies for people. Yeah, you just which would do it <laughs> with 160 characters or less. And uh, but I, and I remember even leaving Attack of the Clones, the second episode, and I remember just saying, "Man, that's going to be the best one of these movies," and just really enjoying those movies. Then you know you look back at them, and those movies I can't even try. I tried to watch Attack of the Clones not too long ago. It's garbage. It's rough. It's yeah. rough. It's just so rough. Those movies age so poorly just from the effect standpoint and everything. And then even coming to with the new ones, I was excited for all of them. Super pumped for Force Awakens. I enjoyed I enjoyed all of them for what they were, but they there's nothing mm-hmm. there. They're hollow, um, in my opinion. Yeah. And so, I mean, I always wanted to be a Star Wars nerd. Like I tried, I tried to get involved with some of the games, couldn't get into it. I tried the trading card game. I remember trying to learn. I went over to a a dude's house and I was, he was like, I'll teach you how to play the star Wars trading card game. I'm like, cool, let's play it. And literally all he did was beat me in the game. So he would just tell me what cards to play. So then he could play something better and win. And he didn't actually show me how to play. He just told me what to put down. And like, oh yeah, play that card now. And I'd play it with, now I do this. And he would beat me. And I'm like, dude, you're not helping me. Like, you're not teaching me how to play the game. You're just beating me. This isn't fun for anybody. Sounds like you're playing, sounds like you're playing with a Sith Lord. That doesn't sound uh, very fair. No, it wasn't. And he knows it. Um, But so I tried to be a nerd and it's just a Star Wars geek. So I know some things, but not anywhere close to the way younger Chris would have imagined how today's Chris would be. And I'm okay with that. So once again, as Don said, if you're a casual Star Wars fan, I think you're going to have a lot of fun with us today. If you are a hardcore Star Wars fan, your brain might explode. Yeah, you're going to get mad at us. You're probably going to yell, you're wrong about that. You guys don't know anything. And, you know, we probably don't. We're just we're just going to be reporting on um, two guys who've decided, yeah, we're going to watch Boba Fett and just letting you know what we think and what we see in it. And uh, if we're wrong, you guys can let us know. Let us know on Twitter. Yell at us. Give us the, um, do they have a thumbs down arrow? I don't know. Give us the thumbs down arrow or whatever on Twitter and tell us we're stupid. But uh, yeah, man, um, we're just going to talk some talk some Boba Fett here. See what we think. Well, then let's get to it. We're about to jump into the first three episodes of the book of Boba Fett. But before we do, we want you to know that this episode of Raise the Geek is sponsored by Anchor.fm. And thank you, Past Chris, for the wonderful reading of that ad. But now it's time for us to talk about the book of Boba Fett. The first three episodes are now streaming on Disney Plus, um, coming out every Wednesday. Do you know how many episodes there are total this season? I think I saw six or seven. I think I can't remember which is probably, I think it's seven. It's a weird number to end with, but right. just to even for like my, uh, my OCD. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. OCD, my OCD, seven. you give me six or eight. I'm cool with that. But yeah, you give me seven. What am I supposed to do with that? So how many episodes? Seven. What? That doesn't seem right. You couldn't just do one more or take away. <laughs> I'm sure there's filler. And as we're going to talk about, there's plenty of filler. You could easily oh, cut yeah. some of this stuff out. So, We are going to talk about the first three episodes, have a little conversation of what we thought about it. This will be a spoiler-filled conversation, talking about the things we liked and the things we did not like about the book of Boba Fett. Don, you ready? Always, man. Let's do it. I'm putting my Boba Fett mask on right now, so my voice might sound a little muffled. kidding i wouldn't be able to take it if you just said one decided to sit there this whole time on zoom <laughs> with like a boba fett mask on and just like this is how i'm doing this like yes i'm ready to talk boba fett <laughs> wouldn't be able this would this would go way worse than it's already gonna go uh, maybe so the overall idea for this show is a quick synopsis here a little bit as don mentioned a little bit earlier is this picking up after mandalorian season two as far as i'm aware or is this an adventure that happened during no, no, he got his armor back in Mandalorian season two. Mm-hmm. So yes. this is coming in after uh, that season finale. And are they doing another season of Mandalorian? From what I've heard, yeah, season three should be a go, they, they as one would expect. It, though, didn't they? Didn't it end? Like, uh, happy yeah. ending? Everybody was okay? Yeah, but you know what? When a show is making that much money and getting that much talk around the world, they're going to find a way to make a season three. It'll so, yeah, it's going to happen. You know, That's Disney true. loves their money, dude. Come on. God, they really, really do. But this show, how are you going to sell, at- sell Baby Yoda toys if there's not a season three? 
They need more Baby Yoda toys. I think they'll be fine selling Baby Yoda toys. Isn't he supposed to be on this show? I thought I saw that announcement or something that he was going to be. On it this wouldn't. One. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I assumed. I think that's why most people are probably tuning in, if unless they're like hardcore, as we said in the beginning. Uh, but this show has Boba Fett, as Don mentioned earlier, coming back to uh, what was the name of the city, Mos Espa, where mm-hmm. Jabba ruled over on Tatooine, and basically taking over the throne. He killed the guy who took over from Jabba and took over the mantle. And this show seems to be him trying to rule, be the king of the underworld. Be He's, he's kind of like, it seems like he's just, he's taking the role of crime Lord, what Jabba once had kind of, and mm-hmm. they call it the daimyo, which is one thing I do like. I like that word. I don't know why I just like saying it. Like he's the daimyo of the city. Mm-hmm. It sounds very like samurai, yeah. samurai movie term. So I'm into that. Um, yeah. That's kind of just where we're going. Uh, I don't know, man. Over overall thoughts about this show for me, I'm not having the best time with it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've so far, I've found these first three episodes to be a little lackluster. Uh, for the most part, I do think there is some good things going on here, but for the most part, I don't know if it's just because I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I just, don't really get where they're going i don't know man um i think it's okay i don't think it's terrible but um i'm hoping for improvement in what's to come but so far eh, i'm I'm just giving a kind of that little hand thing like eh, it's all right i don't know what do you There's think enough there to keep watching but it's not like i said it's hard to be like i need to watch this next one yes um, I, it, to me it fit, it feels a lot like the mandalorian which obviously makes sense because it's the same creative team behind it just you know doing this show so it makes sense but the mandalorian had that same structure where it's like the first handful of episodes i'm just like what are you doing with these episodes like yeah they're fun and they're this that and the other but they're it took it for both those seasons. I felt like it took them too long to let me know what the story is. Who's the bad guy? What are you doing? What are we supposed to care about? What are we doing? And this show is doing the exact same thing. We have these first three episodes and there's so much there. I feel like there's a story there, but I don't know what it is outside of. Yeah. Boba Fett wants to be like King of the underworld. Cool. Do I know why? Not really. Uh-huh. Do I know who else is going on? Not really. Like I, everything that they do, I, I kind of ask myself, going, well, why'd they do that? And I don't know the answer. So then it makes it hard for me to be like, to be into exactly what's going on. And I felt like the Mandalorian was the same way when I turned off my brain a little bit, stopped asking the why questions and just enjoyed the Mandalorian for, Hey, this is just a fun monster of the week, you know, romp with, uh, you know, with Mando and, and, and baby Yoda. I, I had fun with it, kind of made fun of it a little bit and just kind of had a good time. And I feel like this is a lot very, very, very similar in that. So I feel like the story's coming. I feel like there's a lot there. I'm sure if you're a Star Wars fan, I'm sure you're probably getting all kinds of fan service and are excited about a lot of stuff. But as we said, it's not our not our jam completely. So we're, you know, a little bit lost in what's going on. So I can't really hold the show. I don't know. Can we hold the show against that for us being lost? <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I don't know. And and you brought up Mandalorian and I'll use I'll probably use comparisons to that show between that and Boba Fett a lot here, just because that's the last Star Wars show we had. Obviously, they want there to be similarities. The Mandalorian's whole aesthetic is, you know, we saw it first with Boba Fett. And when I remember when the Mandalorian was first coming out, people thought it was a Boba Fett show because he is wearing the same exact armor, even though that's from his race of people and Boba Fett got it through other means. But um, I don't know with Boba Fett with Mandalorian. I kind of agree with you. I didn't know what exactly what was going on at first and it started a little slow, but at least with that show, I felt like I kind of got the direction sooner because I mean, I have to rewind my brain back to that time. It's been a while, but I think they introduced, you know, Grogu, which they didn't call him Grogu till later in season two, but like baby Yoda, they introduced him for in the first First episode episode of the first season. And we got it. We're like, okay, he's a, he's a bounty hunter. He's like this hard boiled, doesn't care about anything. Should is great at his job, a feared bounty hunter throughout the universe. Then all of a sudden this package comes like this, this, bounty job comes up that he has to retrieve something he doesn't know what it is and it turns out to be you know the child and it's a child so all of a sudden we see this hard bounty hunter 
who's supposed to have no feeling and no emotion feel like this attachment and doesn't want to turn over the this what he sees as an innocent child to like the evil empire so it's like okay now i get what this show is like it's his journey um you know he's going against what is what he is he's he's mm-hmm. um you know and there's a sh- story of like you know fatherhood and things like that yeah, lone wolf and, and kind of yeah exactly so we got that right away with this show i don't know what the motivation is for anything that's going on like why does boba fett want to be the crime lord why is he fighting these these people like what is he trying to prove what is the mission what is you know what does he want what do the characters want why is fennec all of a sudden just like loyal to him for no reason i mean just because i mean he saved her life but she's like just hanging her character doesn't really seem like she has any reason to be doing what she's doing obviously she disagrees with what he's saying you know he wants to rule um nicely mosespa like with respect that's what he said but she's like well this person deserves to die and he's like no we don't do that okay then why is she hanging around if that's you know she disagrees with him just a lot of things going on don't make a ton of sense to me so it's just kind of this mishmash of ideas i don't know i don't know man no i hear you i hear you and then i don't know even when you hit the the opening like the opening of the series was cool because it was like okay we picked up after you know, Return of the Jedi, uh, what's his face? Boba Fett fell into the Sarlacc pit, was eaten and died. And you're like, oh, that sucks. Well, now we found out that he crawled out that some bitch and, uh, and just kind of crawled out of it. So I'm like, well, that seemed easy enough. And I don't know, it just seemed, it was, it was cool to see. I'm not going to lie that just seeing him crawl out of that. I'm like, okay, this is cool. But then we went on like this full on like journey of him just wandering the desert and getting beaten up by Jawas and had his armor stolen, which of course that explains how the Jawas had his armor for the Mandalorian. When uh, Timothy Oliphant coming back to our justified full circle, it works. Mm. Um, That's how he got the armor in the season two premiere of Mandalorian. So, you know, that, that was cool. But then we just like kept going and kept, I'm just like, what is happening? And once again, they're not answering any of those questions. They're just showing me this long, dances with wolves like story of an outsider being taken into a tribe and becoming one with them. And just kind of like, it's not what I thought I was going to be getting. And so it makes it very confusing as to where we're going. And it shows him a lot with the Tuscan Raiders. The Tuscan Raiders are in this a lot. That's the race of people Mm -hmm. who like kind of took him in and are retraining him and quote unquote, nursing him back to health. But like, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the Mandalorian, weren't they presented more as like a more civilized group now? They like had become more, I don't know, I'd have to look and see. But it seems like this is taking them back to more primal, like cavemen style, you know, using sticks and stones kind of a thing, which I feel is a little weird. It's I mean, I like that they're in it because I do like that that race of, of people in the Star Wars universe. I've always thought they were cool you know, with their sounds and, and the sticks they use and like coming from the sand or whatever. But um, yeah, man, very flashback heavy in episode one, two and three, ton of ton of flashbacks. And you got to ask yourself, is it too much flashback? Um, I don't know. Yes. It, I don't know if the balance is there for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and, and it's I'm pulled because I understand what store, what they're, I understand what the point of the flashbacks are and what they're trying to tell. But then at the same time, it's not as the flashbacks aren't put together tightly. And once again, I just keep asking myself questions. Like now I have all these questions about the Tuscan Raiders that I want to know, because like, I want to know about their masks. Why do they wear these masks? Why do they, how did they, I mean, obviously to get your stick, you had to have a lizard go up your nose so you could hallucinate. You basically had to go on like a, a Native American vision quest. That's yeah. basically the Star Wars version of a vision quest that yeah. you went on. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is cool. But, you know, lizard up his nose was a little extreme. But then, like, can a lizard get through those masks to get to the Tusken Raiders? Because obviously right. they all had to do that. Do those masks come off? They clearly can't be born with them. But why do they have them on? Are they help them breathe? Is it something? Is it like a dune thing where it gives them water from their like? I just, I just, I, I found myself wanting all of these questions for the Tuscan Raiders as to what they're doing. And then even when we had that one flashback with the train, it was like they would make their noise and the train would come by and they all got in position to aim their guns at the train. And then none of them shot at the train and they all just stood there as they all got shot. 
And you're like, well, if they know that that's what's coming and that's what's going to happen and they can't stop it, why are they, why don't they hide? Why don't yeah, they just lay see, behind the dunes? Like you seem like they, they would have a, you seem like they would have a better defense set up yeah. for that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it seems like it's a daily occurrence where it's just coming and killing them. Yeah. So <laughs> why, why are they still just laying on this, like positioning themselves to be murdered? And how many of those banthas did they kill? That was, that was the name of that mm. giant elephant thing, right? bantha i think yes okay yeah so yeah. i mean how many of those they just kept getting shot they were like these big giant targets that the train just kept shooting and then they would fall down i'm like where do they keep getting them from because they then the next time the train came, they had all these new ones that were getting shot and then they would just hide behind them like that was the plan it was so confusing so then i'm trying to like i understand the point of the flashback and we're learning about where boba fett came from and we're learning about the cultures of the tuscan raiders and that's all cool but then it was mixed with all of this just kind of nonsense and it led me just asking questions because then even like boba fett goes hey i'm gonna i'm gonna go stop the train so then he goes out walking and i'm like where's he going the train was going fast he ain't gonna just walk and catch up with this train and then we're just at this bar with these bikers stealing people's drinks which made me laugh he was just like they were just getting all mad and he just grabbed that dude's drink and i was like oh shit and but you're just going through all this stuff and then like boba fett just comes in and beats these guys up and i'm like why is he beating why is he there what is he, are these the dudes on the train? Like, I had no idea. And then they're sitting there and then he just steals their bikes. I'm like, why did he go in? Like, he could have just stole their bikes. Yeah. I mean, the reason for him going there was to steal the bikes because that was part of his plan to help the Tuscan Raiders. He had this whole big plan, like blueprints. But I didn't know that. Train. No, we didn't know that. That scene is just there for, you know, action to show know, that he's, he's just... badass and he can take on a group of people. Um but, but that was my overall thing. Like everything that happens, I keep going, well, why did this happen? And I just don't feel like I know the motivations for anything that's happening on this show. Well, my thing too, is if we're asking why questions, like why do I need to know where Boba Fett came from? Mm -hmm. I get it. It's his show, but the fun people had with the idea of the show is the, the, the beginning is they just wanted to watch a Boba Fett adventure of him like bounty hunting. That's that's kind of why I, I don't think that's why I don't get the whole him taking the throne and being like trying to be a the um, the new Jabba is like, that's not really what I wanted to see out of the show. I more or less wanted, you know, just to see Boba Fett going around being a badass on new adventures and like keeping his mask on more than he doesn't. Um, that's one yeah, another thing is. I, I get I get they want to like show the actor and, and have him talk and be a little more um, fleshed out as a character. But to me, it's like he's better with the mask on. I, that's how I like Boba Fett. I don't know. Um, you think he missed it. He had it. For, he was without it for so long. You think he would uh, want to leave it on? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, maybe that's just me yearning for the Mandalorian because I was whole, his whole thing is he couldn't take the mask off. It was part of his creed and religion and, and yeah. that whole group thing. But. I don't know. The mask comes off way too much. The helmet, I'll say, comes off way too much for my tastes. But uh, well, I think I, I, I think overall they're trying to tell because they're showing flashbacks to him as a kid and his dad and all of that stuff. So I think they're aiming for this story of him wanting more than just to be a bounty hunter. Like he doesn't want to just, you know, if he follows in his dad's footsteps, he's just going to end up dead. And, you know, so I think he's trying to create more and this is how he knows to do it. So I think that's where we're headed in something like that. But yeah, it's just there. That's not being explained, you know, in conversation. And it's just like, yeah, why am I looking? I think a lot of these flashbacks are going to come back as now we have the pike coming in as they're kind of the bad guys of his flashbacks. And now they're coming in as the bad guys of the show. It seems like at least. So I think that yeah. there's going to be that crossover in that. So I think, I feel like there's a lot of stuff there. And once again, it becomes this thing of, is it me just being impatient and want them to spell it all out or at least tell me like ahead of time or watch, just watch and see where it goes, you know? And I can't yeah. tell why sometimes I'm okay with doing that. And other times like this show, I'm just sitting there just like, what is happening? Like, I just, I at least need something to pull me through. Yeah, you shouldn't feel like you've already had three episodes of filler that are the three, first three episodes of a series. Kind of. Like yeah. We haven't we haven't gotten to the meat of anything yet. Um, well, I, I love the idea of the story, you know, and that's my thing. If he just went and he said, OK, I want to be king of the underworld. I want to take over for job. I want to run this town. Cool. There is enough meat on those bones to tell the story without zero flashbacks. You could have done the opening where he crawled out of the ground and been like he could have just stood there in his armor and just be like, I'm back. 
And everyone would have been like, yeah, and that would have been the greatest thing. And we didn't need any of those flashbacks. And I mean, him battling, you know, figuring out what's going on with the mayor, him figuring out with the huts, him, you know, you know, uh, navigating this kind of new town, this post the fall of Endor, return of the Jedi, you know, fall of the empire, you know, there's so much like intrigue there that they just are spending entire episodes just wandering around the desert with the Tusken Raiders kind of rehashing a story we've heard a million times. So it's just kind of weird to go about it this way. It's just like, I'm so intrigued in the underworld and like the street level and the gangs. And I just wish we would just stay there. Yeah. That's kind of my point of being like, why do I care where, yeah. where Boba Fett came from? Like the flashbacks thing is just being overdone. It's like have very heavy handed with it. <clears throat> Episode two was basically all flashback. Yeah. They might've had a scene at the beginning and then he's back in his damn waterbed with his scuba mask on and it's all flashback. And I, and you know, I get it. That's the kind of the story they want to tell, but that's just not the story I was looking for really. Like you said, if if he's if he wants to be the king, the new king of the underworld, great. I would have preferred if he was just doing more bounty stuff. I don't know if that they're just saying, well, that's what we already got in the Mandalorian, so we're not doing that again. So yeah, cool. Make him the crime boss, the new the new job of the hut, but just make the show about that. Like I like I like the scenes we had current modern day. I liked yeah. when the new huts came in. Um, they looked really cool to me, the hut cousins. And then we got in and then with them, we got introduced to, you know, the new super Wookiee, as you like to call them in your notes, uh, black Kersantin. I'm probably butchering that, but it's spelled very weird. Um, and people are like, whoa, man, look at that giant Wookiee he is so cool. He like looks badass. He was super menacing. Uh, just the looks he was giving Boba Fett, I thought were awesome. And they're like, yeah. man, this guy's this guy's going to play a role here. Um I was interested to find that that character is not a new character. He's like originated in some star Wars comics yeah, written by Kieran Gillen, uh, like in 2015. So he's been around, but like people don't really know what, who he is, but you know, if you love Chewbacca, you love Wookiees. It's cool to see like a new Wookiee introduced. Uh, and he actually like a, in the comics was a partner of Boba Fett and they went around and did right. adventures. So, I mean, technically they know each other. Yes. Right. And, and we might've, they still might flesh out, that relationship a little more we don't really know exactly uh what's going on there even though in episode three he did attack him again which was one of the cooler scenes in there i thought when he pulled his ass out of his waterbed and was throwing him around um but i don't know yeah boba fett keeps getting his ass whooped too for such like a badass guy <laughs> and then the first episode you know those guys with the shields jumped down and like effed him up and then the wookie beat his ass is like for such a badass bounty hunter you sure don't know how to fight right uh, <laughs> but uh yeah man you you want to be the crime lord of this thing but you keep getting your ass whooped around the streets people are gonna be like what am i scared of this guy for yeah but now he's got uh, the cyborg power rangers to protect him so uh do we have to talk to about do we have to talk about them? ready to go for that um so like i said i i, I really enjoy like i like you just said the present day i really like the present day i really like what they're what they're that story that's there i just want it to be fleshed out the flashback is fine if it's gonna serve a purpose once again i don't know what that purpose is but i also could be like well give me a flashback episode that yeah. fills in that so like if you wanted to have the pikes show up and they want to be the bad guy and we need to know who they are and their connection to boba fett then make episode four be about that and show me that whole flashback in one 30 minute episode and then get me back to the regular story. Don't keep breaking it up because I'm so intrigued in this one thing and I'm all involved and invested in the present day. And then you keep taking me back to the past. And I'm like, I don't care. Now, once again, if we were super fans, maybe they're dropping all kinds of information that people have been dying to hear for years and years and years. But I think a lot of that stuff's probably already been answered in one way or another in books and comics and games and everything over the years. So they might even have an answer for those things and didn't need it either. So once again, it's just just always comes back to my question why why boba fett why yeah and and we don't know they could be done with the flashbacks now at this point mm -hmm. because in episode two as i said was a huge tuscan raider life building and everything and then in episode three all of a sudden they're just quickly killed yeah they killed them all and to me that felt cheap kind of like in kind of diminishing their character building like you spent this entire episode two building like his family relationship with the tuscan raiders and they're why he's back to full health and everything and all of a sudden in episode three they were just all killed off of camera 
and he's like burning their bodies i was like well there goes all that character building from episode two like why did that matter what did i what did i watch episode two for like you know what i mean it just felt it feels kind of disjointed in that way yeah um so i mean but it could end up being a positive in the end maybe we're done with the flashbacks and we can finally get to just what's going on modern day i'm more interested in that with they make it seem like the war is coming and the huts kind of gave him a warning saying you should leave and he's like i'm not gonna leave um so who knows i mean just reflecting on these first three episodes though i'm just a little confused at the direction that's my biggest thing yeah i just i want to know who the bad guys are Mm -hmm. a little bit i mean i understand having mystery or having like secret leaders or you know not wanting i understand wanting to have surprises but like i said i don't exactly know who's trying to do what and you know the huts now did they kind of showed up and i was excited about that and then episode three came they're like all right it's getting too hot we're out of here peace and mm-hmm. they just like bolted on him and i'm like is that it for them are they done so the pike is showing up and that's cool i love they seem cool so i'm i'm down with that but are they the bad guys are the they bad guys in the my... bad guys probably but you know who the real bad guys of the show are to me hmm. Those, those damn cyberpunk kids. <laughs> I know you just talked. I know you just talked about them, but I, I have to like comment on this a little bit. What in the world are those? What are those? I don't know. Um, they look out of place. They don't look like they belong in the Star Wars universe. It's like some punk cyberpunk steampunk. They they have they have these Vespa scooters that are these bright Power Rangers looking colors. What are these red, blue, green, yellow Vespas doing in Star Wars? Like, make them all look black and make them make them all like brown and dirty, like how Tatooine is. What are these things doing in Tatooine? They do not look. The kids don't look right. Those bikes didn't look right. And then you have this terrible scene where they're chasing down the mayor's like front man through the streets. Okay, uh, how hard is it to do a good chase scene? We've seen good chase scenes on disney plus already we just saw one in hawkeye so i know they're capable of doing it why did that look so bad what was that why was it so slow why did why 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 my question is so green screen the bikes the the kids the vespas didn't look good like they looked bad cgi yeah everything was slow then they were falling back onto like tropes from the you know the 1950s of driving through plate glass windows and like people trying to cross (laughs) the street in the middle and i was like they did that about four times yeah like four times including (laughs) the actual driving through a painting of job of the hut just like you know in the 1950s when they would have a plate glass getting carried across the street and then a chase would come through and they'd go through the glass and you're just like what is happening in this this is i don't i don't know what the inspiration for that was if that was supposed to be a month like a not a montage but a home homage yeah something homage homage to something but like yeah that whole i'm watching that just going what is happening right now and i for the most part i was enjoying that episode because it spent so much in the present day and then it was just like what is happening and i still don't like i said the mayor so i guess the mayor's tied in with the pike uh i mean it seems like that's where they're going but i don't know everything yeah like you said everything up to that point was okay once those kids started popping terrible action sequence it was it was the worst man and i don't I don't really understand why we saw we saw great and this is not like some crazy fresh rookie team of people doing this this is written by John Favreau and directed by Robert Rodriguez you would kind of think that something that just was that bad wouldn't be in his thing I don't know if he's trying to do another spy kids or shark boy and lava girl or something but that was just kind of more similar to those than anything I would expect to see in a Star Wars show. Yeah, for the dude who invented filming in front of a green screen just about with Sin City and doing all that right. stylized things, you would think that a, you know, the jet scooter race would be, you know, easy for him. Yeah, make it make it just more epic, a little more. It was just so vanilla and boring and just bleh. I just didn't like it. It gave me a bad taste in my mouth. I had a point there. I was like, am I done with the show? Am I done after this? Well, and and like I said, and that's and that's where it comes with the highs and lows because the second episode I was kind of bored with because I couldn't I didn't know why we were watching this much of a flashback. It just led to all these questions. But the train heist like scene was really cool. It was a fun action sequence. Some you know solid action in there of chasing down the train. 
fighting, you know, hanging from the sides, you know, uh, with the robot that kept blowing the fire across. It was like a video game, you know, platform level that you're trying to dodge all the stuff. That was a really fun action sequence. And then you get to the episode three and I really enjoyed all of the story and the character development that they did in that. But then the action sequences, because I know you said you liked the super Wookiee fight, but to me that was so overly choreographed where it was like, everyone was just standing around waiting for their turn to like do their couple punches. And it was cool to see the super Wookiee, especially when it was, I liked the opening with Boba and, and the super Wookiee fighting. And that was really cool. But then when those kids got involved, it was like, they were all standing around and there was all these delays in between like anybody attacking. And then the, the Wookiee runs away and just starts fighting the pigs. And I was just like, what is happening in this thing? You know, it was just, I thought, so I thought he killed the, I, I thought he killed those damn pig guards. Oh, I I was like, oh they're dead. Yeah. I mean, he, he was that one's neck open. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, I thought that was crazy. So, I mean, I enjoyed, but it was like, it's, can't I have both? Can't mm-hmm. I have decent action and solid story in one of these episodes? I guess not. Not yet. Yeah. Anyway. Not yet. I'm hoping for so, but I will say that episode three um, so far brought me having more present day brought me more into the story where I am interested in episode four. Like I really want to know more of what's going on. Um, I do feel like we're getting there and I think that it's going to come back around to like Mandalorian style where it's just starts so slow and awkward and just, I have so many questions and so many holes and so many, like, why did they do this from even a filmmaking standpoint? Like, why did you do, why are you telling the story this way? And then once they really get rolling, I think it's going to be cool. Um, and I'm 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 genuinely excited for episode four as much shit as we're talking, but this is just. Well, we also we also got to give a we also have to praise episode three for introducing us to Danny Trejo into the Star Wars universe. Uh, him being introduced as like the Rancor Wrangler, that was a fun little cameo that I didn't see coming. Is it uh, weird? And and uh, this is just a question I've had since even the Mandalorian. Is it weird to see all these like celebrity cameos in Star Wars? Like, it's weird to me, like seeing Bill Burr in The Mandalorian. I knew, I knew that's who you were going to say, Bill Burr. Um, but I mean, uh, it's just across the board, like having, I, you know, they just have these people, these, you know, a lot of them aren't, it's not like they're mainstream celebrities. They're all B or C list or legends of the past or whatnot. But you just kind of have these people, these very familiar character actor faces that pop up in these roles. And to me, they always feel out of place. And I'm always just like, Danny Trejo, like I mean, that's a solid role for him, and you know, it, but like it still all, pulls all me of out. Sudden, all of a sudden, Stephen Root just popping up and being like Milton from Office yeah. Space. What are you doing in? What are you doing in Jabba's Palace? Yeah, uh, it's just it's just <laughs> one of those things where it's you just start filling up these these roles with people that are familiar to you, and it always just pulls me out of it. It's one thing if yeah. you cast them as like the main roles. You have Samuel Jackson in Star Wars. You're like, even though that it's still kind of funny too, but. You know, right. usually Star Wars was always kind of more about the unknown a little bit of casting these people and they became bigger because of it and getting, I don't know, it's just weird to me seeing Danny Trejo in Star Wars. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just weird it's to me. It's fun, but it is weird because he, so he does look out of place. Like it's machete in space. Uh, <laughs> Wasn't that what the third one was called? <laughs> Probably so, but I, mean, I agree with you. I agree with you. It does seem odd. I think it just kind of comes down to these people are probably fan lifelong fans of star Wars and they want to be involved. And they're all friends in Hollywood now, probably with John Favreau. And he knows a lot of people and he's like, Hey man, come be on, come be on both. And like, yeah, awesome. I'll be in star Wars. It is a little strange, but can't they do like the Daniel Craig did in episode seven and he's a stormtrooper and he has a couple lines. And he doesn't know who they were. I know Mandalorian did that where they had uh, Jason Sudeikis. Good old mm. Ted Lasso was one of the troopers just having a big joke conversation about something with one of the other ones talking about his wife or something. You could hear it in his voice and you knew who it was, but you never saw him. So it kind of was like worked, but sometimes, yeah. you know, so hide the cameos. I don't mind when they voice a droid or do something, but I don't know. It always just pulls me out when I see Steven Root walking in because then I'm thinking of him, you know, and it just pulls me out. It's just weird to me. I don't know. I get you. I follow you. But a little strange, but Danny, we still got Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo as a rancor, you know, uh, dude. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie and say that's that doesn't work. And I think that is probably also introducing a thread that'll be another story thread in this, because like, I feel like he's evil or something. I think he's gonna probably try to turn that rancor against Boba Fett. Um, I don't think he'd be in it just to be like, hey, I'm I'm a good guy. He's he's like at that evil 
evilness to him. So we'll see what's happening. Like he might be another trap sent by the huts. But well, that's, that's we'll what see. I was wondering because like, and this is a whole other thing, but when I was watching that episode, I stopped it right when that scene started with Danny Trejo and Boba Fett and the, uh, the Rancor. And when I went back to watch it after I ate some food, the sound was gone. So like, I couldn't hear any dialogue. It sounded like they were talking in a cave. But damn like the, you, Disney Plus. Yeah, but the music and the sound effects, everything was still full volume. Yeah. But the, I could, I, and so I'm like putting on the subtitles and they're saying all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm thinking that like the, the Rancor's the ears were plugged and that, you know, we were hearing from their perspective and we weren't supposed to, like, I thought they were going for a stylized thing or maybe like the huts were spying. So I'm coming up with all these crazy scenarios. And then um, it turns out when they went into the next scene and it was still like that, that my Disney Plus just broke. And that was not the case. And then it was really weird for me. But then I was coming up with all these cool scenarios. And as of right now, none of those things came true. But yeah, I uh-huh. feel like Danny Trejo to come back around. Yeah, he's got to be up to a little bit more. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what he's got going on probably in the last three or four episodes there. Um, but, but regardless, at some point in the show, we are going to see Boba Fett riding a Rancor. We might. He really wants to. So you, you'd really? imagine. You'd imagine that's going to happen. Yeehaw, yeehaw. So like I said, I I think there's there's a lot of good. I there's a lot of potential. Just like there always was potential. I don't think that these were the best way to start this show. I feel like there's a lot of wasted time. There's a lot of just wasted potential. There's a lot of things that they could be doing differently that um would make more sense um, from a casual, especially for a casual fan perspective. I don't feel like there's just enough information and it it just really leads me to like said, is this show made for casual fans? Yeah. That's one thing we, we were been questioning now. Um, I don't know if it is man. Cause I consider myself a casual fan and I don't know the names of the planets. I don't know the names of the races. I'm just kind of following along and getting little bits and pieces. And I got to imagine like someone who's watching who, no star wars even less than me is probably just completely lost at at what's going on um you know but we kind of had a conversation before the same could probably be said about the mcu's disney plus shows you know somebody watching hawkeye if they if they haven't seen black widow how do they know who yelena is if they didn't watch daredevil how the hell do they know that having kingpin on vincent d'onofrio is a big deal they don't they just are like okay i don't know what this is um, but you you don't but you so you don't you don't know that it's a big deal that Vincent D'Onofrio is there as kingpin, but you still know why he's there or who what he's doing. You still know it's a big deal that the character is there. Yeah, it's a bigger deal that Vincent D'Onofrio is playing that character again. But you're not necessarily like if you're watching and you don't know any of that stuff, you're still realizing, hey, this is a bad dude. They're really worried about him. And the music and the way that it's put together makes you, I think you would still pick up that it's a big deal. You might not appreciate it the same way. Yes. But I feel like at least they still told the story in which you would understand. At least yeah, that I could, one. I could kind of see that. That's just like my recency bias using of that course. as an example. Um, so they might be doing a slightly better job, but I think they are falling into the same trap. Like it's I'm made sure. for, it's made for fans of the franchise. Like this one, they're talking about Jabba the Hutt. What, there's people who don't know who the hell Jabba the Hutt is, who, who's, um, you know, throne that Boba Fett is now sitting on. Well, who's this Jabba the Hutt they keep talking about? What is this planet? Who is this race of people? Who are the Tusken Raiders? I don't know. I've never seen the Star Wars stuff. Just somebody like watching a new show on Disney+. Plus. Um, I don't know. So it might, I think it does fall into that trap a little bit of, of being too much for the fans and not more accessible to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see, you know, the ratings drop off if there is any, cause I know that this show did start strong. They said it had more viewers for episode one than Hawkeye did. So people were excited to watch it, but I'm, I'm curious to see if those numbers are going to drop. Um, not that that matters, but I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Like as far as knowledge, star Wars, there's enough there for me where I know what's going on, but I could totally see it kind of turning people off who are more casual than me, even, you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. I mean, I think if you're super casual, I think this is hard to jump into, but then it, but the thing is, it doesn't have to be, you, you know, you were talking about when we talked about Dune, you didn't know any of that stuff. And they started dropping planets and houses and all this shit on you. And you're just sitting there like so easy to get lost, but they did it in a way that you at least understood who people were and what, what they were doing. You might not remember what planet that the, the, the uh, Harkonians came from, but you at least when you're watching the movie, you don't feel lost. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're telling the story in a way where they're explaining some of that stuff, a little bit of that world building. And I understand Star Wars has been around for, you know, 40 years, 50 years, whatever it is at this point. And, you know, they've been building that world, especially when it comes to books and comics and kind of canon and outside, you know, material outside of the movies and shows. But still, like I said, just throw a little bit of love, you know, the casual way, I think, would could really make this a lot better, at least of a viewing experience. Yeah, for, I'm for with me. you, but I'm with you. There's enough there. I'm, I know enough to be able to at least hang in there. But then it just leads me feeling like there's questions. And I'm just like, well, why? Did, you know, like I said, why did they do this? Or why do they care about this? Or what's that? And then if you ask a real fan, they're like, oh, you know, I remember I had the same problems with the Mandalorian. You know, I'm just like, well, why did this character do this? And why did that? And then I almost got a fight with one dude who loved it. And he was a hardcore Star Wars fan. A fist fight? You almost almost. He, he stopped talking like i really pissed him <laughs> off and because i started like they started talking we were driving out to the all-state arena to see a wrestling event and we started talking about the mandalorian because one of the seasons were on at that time and i started kind of knocking it and that dude got so mad and he started arguing with me back he said well no because 200 years ago this happened and did that and i'm like well i don't know that like they never explained that to me so it's like to me it's just garbage you know and so him and i started going at it a little bit and just kind of i was making fun of it in a fun way and uh he just stopped talking and then my buddy kind of because i didn't really know this guy and uh my buddy kind of looked at me and he's like shook his head a little bit like stop talking and then later he told me he's like yeah, stop he insulting his religion yeah he's, you know lucas and, I, and like I said, that's not what i was going for it wasn't like i was picking on him or anything i was just talking about the show and i was just naming a couple asking some questions that i had that to me didn't work and kind of were funny to me or like, this is stupid. Why would they do this? And kind of like we've just been doing for this show. And so I'm sure there are, like I said, hardcore fans that are have answers to the questions that we have. So make sure, you know, let us know what those answers are. Hit us up on Twitter at raised a geek. Let us know how wrong we are about our talk of the book of Boba Fett. But yeah, that's just one of those things where it's hard to hard to know. And it's obviously something we can't answer. I don't think, I'm sure I hope that the really hardcore fans are happy and I hope that there is more in there, but I don't know if there is. I don't know. From what I've been seeing on people on Twitter, a lot of people aren't liking what they're seeing. Even the okay. hardcore Star Wars fan, most there is some support, but it's I think it's more hopeful of what's to come. I think a lot of people feel like what the, we've been presented so far is kind of a, you know, nerfed version of Boba Fett and not what they really wanted and uh, I don't know. I'm 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 kind of with them. I hope that I my hope is just that it improves through the course of this conversation we're having. I am more hopeful uh, moving forward, but I still have the same questions like, why should I care? What is his motivation? Who is this character really? Why why do I even you know why should I even be rooting for him? Um, all those questions are still with me. That's kind of my main takeaway from this. It's not enough to the point where I'm going to quit watching. I'm going to see it through. I'd, I'd like to see where they go with it, mm-hmm. but just, you know, that's the main thing for me is where is this going and why should I care? When I think to bring it all the way back around to the beginning, when we were talking about justified, I think that what this show is suffering from, at least at this point in time, is it's suffering from that revival thing where you take something old, and then you kind of put it in something new, but then you surround it by things that are young. So like we have Boba Fett, clearly, as you said, he's getting his ass kicked every time he gets in a fight. He just kind of looks like an old man getting his butt whooped and can't hang and can't do this. So now we put him up with the Power Rangers to protect him. So it's like you have all this youth now that's going to be around him to kind of like up up the action and keep him going when he's just going to be along for the ride. And it feels like kind of like an Indiana Jones scenario. Let's put, give him Shia LaBeouf. And, uh, you know, everyone will like mutt and <laughs> they'll, they'll go along and, you know, we'll be able to make mutt movies. You know, somebody said that at somewhere, <laughs> everyone's going to love mutt. Yeah. Um, but you know, regardless of anything that's happening here is this show still has Fennec and it has good old Ming now when who I love when she pops up and stuff. So 
I mean, I've I've loved her since watching Street Fighter with Jean Claude Van Damme. She was Chun Li, and she just keeps popping up and stuff for the past thirty years or whatnot. And I always enjoy when she does. She just does a good job playing her roles. So keep her in it. I'm I'm in. Yeah, the show seems like it should be more focused on her character anyway. It would be better Almost. if it was. I mean, a hundred percent. If they yeah. uh, if they tied gave her a little bit more focus or a little bit more even even being a plot thread about the like their differences could be more interesting. Yeah, so, yeah, like focus more on that too. Like so far, it's just like she's a blind loyalist to Boba Fett, and we don't really know why. And it's not make she's just kind of a this little supporting character on his shoulder who just kind of fights. Yeah, so she's there for the know. action once again. He's just they surrounded him with people that could keep up. So it's just, it's just a weird, it's just a weird dynamic. It's a weird way that they went about doing it. But once again, I'm super pumped. I, I, I am pumped to see where it's going. I'm intrigued by the underworld. So um, I'm curious to see, and we will talk about it at some point. We'll have to figure out if they are doing seven episodes. I don't know how to split seven episodes. Um, I'm sure we'll probably just do a, this first half, we'll do a second half episode here and just basically a series review once we wrap up here, because we're not going anywhere, even though we've said a lot of negative stuff, but uh, I think we're both going to stick with this one and see how, where it goes. And we'll, I'm sure we'll get an episode out there for you guys. Uh, hopefully speaking more positively about this um, series as we go along and I'll see you at the finish line, buddy. Let's get through this. I'm excited for the back half of this show and see if this all comes together or if it remains the train wreck it has started. Right? Yeah, that sounds about yeah. fair, I think. But definitely, if you guys all out there have differing opinions, different thoughts, shoot us an email over at raisedageek at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter. Um, join the legions over there that are uh, legions legions that are <laughs> participating in a lot of the shows and a lot of the conversations. So definitely hit us up over there. Let us know when the show drops or let us know afterwards what you thought about the Moon Knight trailer. Let us know what you thought about Justified. Let us know what you think about the book of Boba Fett because I would love to be able to break that down, and especially if you have more Star Wars knowledge than us and we're missing the point of some of this stuff. I would love to know it. So definitely reach out to us yes agreed we'll see you there but i think that's gonna do it for this episode so until next time i am chris and i'm don and thanks for listening to raise the geek where geek is all we speak <laughs> <laughs>